Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You damn right. Hope you're having a good Monday. Already to the 22nd. May is flying and baseballs are flying around the dish and around McCombs. Bats, balls, and burnt orange. Looking pretty good right now. We'll get into that NBA where it looks definitive so far. Maybe it's not great competitive Hard-nosed, close games, but I feel like we know who the better teams are. We'll get into that. There's some NFL stuff to hit as well. Lots to do on a Monday. Let's go. Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's poppin', Chad? Happy Monday, everybody. The horns. Baseball. Softball. Aggies, what up? Huh? Where y'all at now? Texas softball huh what come on chad come on man what's up with your aggies man (laughs) you say that like they put up no fight what are you talking about by the last game it was clear texas was better the aggies won a hard fought 2-1 they lost a hard fought 2-1 and they just didn't have the gas at the end yeah, just too much lip talking, too much lip smacking. I've yeah, heard- too, too much horns down. I heard it was a lot of people being disrespected yeah. this weekend from uh, y'all side. Yeah, that's the that's the part of it I never like hearing. But again, I am just about the most different Aggie anybody's ever met. So you I'm, are. I'm a horrible barometer for this stuff. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that that's never – I never like hearing that. Just like if I was a Texas State fan, I wouldn't have liked hearing about what was going on at the dish earlier you know, this season. But it's one of those things Texas fans see a lot. They, they see it a lot. They feel it a lot. And now that this horns down thing has become an infection across all sports, really, they don't just see A&M fans do it or just see Sooner fans do it. Everybody does it. Everybody. Everybody does that. So then when it comes back around, uh, the Oklahoma folks and really in a big way these last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, the Aggies have absolutely adopted that upside-down Longhorn thing as part of the religion. It has become a part of the cult now. Wasn't part of it when I was a kid. I was never taught that. I've talked to Oklahoma people that'll say, oh, yeah, I got a picture of me when I was two. Doing that. Oh, that's their symbol. I didn't know any Aggie that did that ever. Oh, it's become bad, especially with the soon. Y'all might not be as bad because I guess now y'all being in the SEC, y'all have separated yourself from us. It might get a lot worse. <laughs> so like, to when, for now. <laughs> yeah, to when you're like, when you're taking your recruiting pictures 
for the OU people and you're doing the horns down? Oh, dude. That's so weak. When they take the picture at the Big 12 championship game a couple years ago, remember that one? Ah, uh, yeah. Now, they did stung. beat you guys yeah. to do it. but That's a little different. Head coach, assistant coaches. It was Lincoln Riley and everybody flashing yeah. that thing. It's crazy. But, yeah, Texas baseball and softball looking good over the weekend. Uh, Longhorns get a share of the Big 12 championship, and uh, they get the number one seed. They swept West Virginia, and then on the softball side, it was a clean sweep. Beat Seton Hall 8 nothing. Beat A&M in a close one, 2-1. And then the Aggies come back around, get to the, uh, you know, got to beat them twice situation, and they certainly could not do that. 11-5, Texas softball takes them out. Now, Zay, I will let everybody know that follows Texas softball, because they already know. There's a monster waiting somewhere. Yeah. And everybody knows what it is. Mm. Oklahoma won this weekend 11 nothing, 11 nothing and 16 to 3. I thought them girls left. When they won it last year, I was like, okay, cool. They about to graduate a whole bunch. I didn't think they were like Georgia football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude. Like what is this? And the regional was in Norman, mm. the Super Regionals in Norman, and oh. where do they play the College World Series, eh? Oklahoma City. See, we got we got to mix that up. See, I don't like that. That that can't be fair. That's the, not that ain't fair, bro. Their Omaha is Oklahoma City. Like, imagine if you know Alabama was like the most badass baseball team on earth, and every single year the World Series was in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> every single year. So Oklahoma City is where they've been doing this thing. Oklahoma, I'm assuming Oklahoma does not need to get on an airplane to go there. Oh, no, that's a fun drive. So, Norman, Norman, bus ride. That's what they've got. And everybody else has to travel and move around and go to them. Texas softball will go to Tennessee this weekend to try to get out of a Super Regional. And if they get to go to Oklahoma City, the Sooners will be waiting on them. Hey, you got got to go through the best. You do. To be the best, you got to go through the best. Yeah, but congrats to, to Texas softball and baseball. We'll be setting you up for, for that throughout the week and when those games will happen. One of our shows definitely gets affected this week because Texas baseball will play Wednesday at 1230. So from now till the end of the season, all games are going to be on 104.9 as well as 101.9 and, and 1260 and the whole thing. Uh, so uh, we will have Wednesday, 1230 for you uh, on that one. There is a morning game, so we might have a little bit of a show if that game goes long, but uh, we won't have a ton uh, of a show on Wednesday. Texas baseball taking on Kansas to get the Big 12 tournament started. All right, hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, There's uh, some good basketball out there. Well, there's at least definitive basketball, like I said, out there. Zay, I haven't looked it up yet. I don't really want to, so if somebody wants to, they can We are sitting in a situation where both conference finals in basketball are 3-0, and I believe right now both hockey conference finals are in an O situation. Stars are down 2-0, and I think that Carolina-Florida series is like 2-0 or 3-0. And I would imagine that's never happened. I guess if I went back and looked, maybe there's a year where there were sweeps in the NBA. Maybe. But for all four of them to be a potential sweep is pretty crazy. Uh, the latest game, and we I, technically, I guess we have two games we could talk about because of the the last Lakers game as well. But Miami went up three zero last night, and then of course the uh, the Nuggets went up three zero over the weekend. They'll try to close it out 
tonight. How impressed are you with these two teams right now? Very impressed. Very impressed. I mean, look at the Miami Heat. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks like they stole something. Even though Giannis came back and, yeah, he was hurt and people are going to remember that, but they still beat him like they stole something in five games. Jimmy Butler's out here trash-talking Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders of the last decade, and they just carry that swagger along with them. Going to New York, they went to the Garden. They They weren't phased there, Chad. And they just have a lot of dogs with chips on their shoulders. We talk about this every time we come in and you think about Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. And Eric Spolstra is starting to get that credit that he's deserved ever since the Heatles era with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. But since those guys were on the team, he didn't get the credit then. And then plus, you got Pat Riley as his mentor, so everybody gives Pat Riley the credit. But... You know, the Miami Heat, they're so fun to watch. You look on the other side, same thing with the Nuggets. They're fun to watch. And both teams are really similar. They really are. They have big men that you could put the ball in their hands and bam out of bio and Nikola Jokic, and they can orchestrate your offense. Both of them do it in different styles, but they're very similar into their really good passers. Like, Bam out of Biles dropping dimes in this series. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson cutting off back doors. Jimmy Butler, all those guys, they play off him really well. And we know Nikola Jokic, he's a triple-double threat every single night. Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray, you put the ball in their hands, they could get any shot they want. Any shot they want. Like, I'm thinking Darwin Ham, that's why starting Jared Vanderbilt, that wasn't the move. Last week I said, start Rui Hachimura. Start him. Because Jared Vanderbilt isn't stopping Jamal Murray. You're in, he's in there to be a defensive stopper, but he's not giving you anything offensively. So if he can't stop Jamal Murray, he's just out there getting good cardio in. Right. He's exercising in the NBA playoffs. He's useless. You think about those guys on the other side, Joe Mazzula. Stop switching. It's too late now. It's too late now. Yep. He has too much confidence. You've been telling in those him. Guys. You've been telling him for three games. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> annoying thing in the world, Chad. Because during the regular season, switching's cool. Because not everybody's playing hard. You're conserving energy, and then like it's it's just a different game in the regular season. I continue to say that. That's why it's just so annoying that these guys can't figure it out. You know, because you could get so far in the playoffs, but you're going to get exposed eventually. If you don't have guys that can knock down the mid-range shot, if you don't have a post player that you could throw the ball to, or even your guards have to be able to post up if you don't have a big man that could, you know, have his back to the basket and do some things. If I'm Jason Tatum this offseason, I'm working on my post game. I'm doing the old cliche, hey, Hakeem Olajuwon, you still working out, guys? Do you (laughs) still do that? Can I come out to Houston and spend the weekend with you? Maybe the week I'll pay you. You know I just got paid. I'll give you some money. And Dream said, okay, brother. Can Come I, on in. Can I get some spin training? Yeah, just, you know, he needs a post game because they don't have any post players. While on the other side, LeBron, he's not that same guy. And Anthony Davis, he's so busy worrying about Nikola Jokic, he's exhausted. Talk about somebody that just has nothing left. AD has nothing left. Nothing. Because he's trying to play Joker, and Joker's just wearing them down. Plus, he's trying to help his other teammates, and they're getting torched. And then... Missoula and Darvin Ham just completely getting out coached, but it's not necessarily, you know, motivation tactics. It's who you have in the game at the right times type stuff. Like, that's the playing chess in the playoffs that you have to do as a coach. I remember when the Miami Heat were playing the San Antonio Spurs back in 2014 in the finals. Every time LeBron would come in, Pop would sub Kawhi. 
every single time. If Go watch that series. I, you're not going to find many times LeBron and Kawhi weren't on the court at the same time mm-hmm. because he knew you're the only guy that could slow him down. You might not be able to stop him, but with the help that we got, you got Timmy down low, you got defenders everywhere, you know how sneaky Manu is. We got guys that are going to help you, Kawhi, just make life rough for him. That's that chess match stuff. Mm-hmm. Joe Mazzulla and Darvin Ham, they haven't been doing that. Both of those guys have way too much faith and confidence in their guys. And that both of them are first-year coaches, and that's what they're going to have to figure out. Right. You know, when you're a first-year coach, you don't want to step on guys' toes, especially when you've played, because you want, as an NBA player, that's why college coaches don't do well in the NBA, because they're so used to teaching. You have to balance the teaching aspect and then letting those guys figure stuff out on their own because they're grown-ass men. They got families. They're getting paid millions. They're getting paid way more than you're getting paid as a head coach. You got to trust them, and they're doing way too much trust. Starting D'Angelo Russell, that's way too much trust. One for eight from the field, three turnovers, he gives you nothing. Three points, he gives you nothing. He's, He's completely shot from the series. Why are you playing him, Darvin Ham? He is still doing it. He's done it the whole series, Zay. And now as it's gone on, you, before the series began, were talking about it. As the series progressed, you were talking about it. And I didn't hear na- the national media guys really get into it until they watched. I think it was after game two. That some of the national guys were like, okay, it's got to stop. And it still hasn't stopped. He's still starting it, and he's not going with Hachimura either to to get some size out there on Jokic early. Uh, There was a little bit of run in this last game, in this game three, when LeBron actually started hitting those threes. Right. Hit a couple, got a little rhythm going, but so impressed with the way Denver has played. With all due respect to Miami, uh, trust me, Jimmy Butler, if you're out there, I'm not trying to disrespect you. But consistently game in and game out, I think I think Denver might be the most consistent team we're watching. And they answered everything the Lakers had. They're in the Lakers' house. Crowd was trying to get it going. Crowd was trying to turn things. And they just kept coming. Uh, Jamal Murray, so impressive um, with what he's been able the, – the thought of he and Jimmy Butler facing each other yeah. in the finals is starting to really excite me, with all due respect to those bigs, because I like both of those guys. Oh, Joker, bam, out of bio. That's going to be a it's movie. It's going to be great. But, if, dude, if we get to see Butler's resolve against Murray's resolve, it's going to be so good. Yeah, man. And going back to the Nuggets-Lakers game three – the Lakers were up by one point with around eight minutes to go. It was 94 to 93. Is that when LeBron hit a couple threes? Or I don't that... remember what happened exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. but yeah, it was 90, it was 94-93. Gotcha. Three minutes and seven seconds later, it's 106-94. Nuggets. Just like that. Damn. Just like that. Three minutes. Three freaking minutes. Three minutes. It's like, come on, fellas. They just... They just keep on pushing the pedal to the metal, man. Like, Catavius Carwell Pope, talk about somebody that's pissed off. Like, y'all got rid of me. I won a championship with y'all. Y'all got rid of me the next season. My ring ceremony is when I came back with my other team. Very disrespectful. (laughs) You don't trade people. People feel so disrespected when they get traded when they won, especially because he was a big part of that bubble team. I think he started a lot of those games. He was definitely in the rotation. So... You know, KCP and LeBron and AD, all those guys go back, and he's showing that he's pissed off. The way he's moving without the ball, he's tough to guard. Michael Porter Jr., he hits big shots. You can't talk about the Nuggets without talking about Bruce Brown. I mean, how hard those has he been? Another 15 off the bench. Another 15, getting tip-ins, just gritty, talking mess, took D'Angelo Russell out the game mentally. 
Like, and then D'Angelo Russell has the nerve to shoot after the game. You know how everybody, like, oh, when I'm off in the game, I shoot the ball in the arena when everybody's picking up stuff. Don't disrespect the people at Crypto Arena that are trying to clean up. You're in their way. Just, <laughs> just go to the practice facility. You've been trash. Accept it. Just accept it. Oh, I'm trying to show that I have so much heart by shooting these extra jumpers while these people in Crypto Arena are trying to clean up and stuff. I always thought that was bogus. Everybody loves that stuff. Oh, look how much heart he has. No, BS. He was, he's been trashed the whole series and, and the way he carries himself. That's what makes me so mad about D'Angelo Russell. He just, went, I've been always talking about when he's bad, he has that pouty, I don't give a damn face and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's about to be a free agent this year. Ain't no way the Lakers are picking them back up. Ain't no way. And then on the other side, Chad, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Grant Williams is getting a lot of flack for what he did in Game 2 to Jimmy Butler. Right. Which I loved. That was the only fight that you saw in that game. At least, some, least somebody was trying. At least somebody was trying. Yep. And then Joe Mazzulla played him too late. He should have played him in Game 1. Maybe it wouldn't be a 3-0 sweep. Or, or turned into a 4-0 sweep. Played him 29 minutes in this last game, but what really sunk Boston, that game, it, it finished as 26 points on the margin. wasn't that close. I mean, they got thrashed, and 14 for Tatum, 12 for Jalen Brown. I think either one, of, either one of them were that good. Both of them were stunned after the game, just no excuses, absolutely done, and they're on the other side of this thing, where at least the Lakers are at home trying to grab a game. I don't know if there are many things I've been felt like I'm certain about recently more than I'm certain that Miami closes that door tomorrow. I I don't think there's any doubt. I can't believe they've given up like this. This this is a disgrace to the franchise because remember, like as much as I talk crap about Red Arback being a daggum cheater and an absolute mobster, they won. Like Bill Russell has eleven rings for a reason. Larry yeah. Bird has all his rings. Those Havlicek, yeah. those guys. It's a historic franchise. Even talk about the 08 team with Doc, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and them. Like you have to have a certain pride, and they did not have that in Game Three. And Joe Mazzulla, he's a huge part of it because even though you're down by thirty going into the fourth quarter, you play your main guys. You do not wave the damn towel. You do not wave the damn towel, Rocky Fo. Well, you don't yeah. do that. You don't do that. No, you got to try because you got to try to find at least something for game 4 to to show a little pride and maybe grab a game. Yeah, but like to mail it in when oh. you're down 2-0 even though you're down by 30, like play them the first 6 minutes and see what happens. We're not thinking about injuries at this point. Right. Damn that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're getting your absolute ass whooped and it, it's so deflating because they're talking mess to you while doing it. Did you see Jimmy Butler do the timeout pose that Al Holford usually does when the Celtics go on runs? Oh, yeah. Very petty. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's what Al Horford gets. And he ain't giving them nothing. And he's yeah. and they're using that as fuel. And you see Al Horford talking in the huddle, being the coach and stuff, which doesn't look good for Joe Mazzulla either. But they ain't listening to no Al Horford. You're the reason why we in this mess. You've been trash with your old ass. Al Horford was a part of those back-to-back Florida teams. Think about all those guys. All those guys are done. Joe Kim Noah, done. Corey Brewer, done. That was 0607, oh, by the way, in That's college. a hot minute that's ago. That's a while ago. In NBA years, that's a hot minute ago. So you're not giving us anything, Al Horford. What you're saying? is irrelevant. You're trying to be that mentor guy, and he's been good for them throughout the years, but 
he ain't giving them nothing. You see Marcus Smart out there swinging at Caleb Martin and missing and stuff. They are completely shot. Like you said, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're not giving any life either. Yeah. It's sad, man. That's, it's really sad. Actually, I just realized this. You just brought up the saddest moment of this series if I'm a Celtics fan. Marcus Smart took a swing at a guy in an NBA game in 2023, and the swing was so weak, they called it a common foul. (laughs) Did y'all check that out yesterday? Think about that for a second. They're looking to call anything flagrant. And they came back and went, yes, it's a common foul, ball ball out of bounds on the side. (laughs) They probably feel bad for him. (laughs) They probably feel bad for him. I mean, how, how do you go into the scouting report as a Boston Celtic and the number one option is to stop Jimmy Butler. Okay. Then you got to go through Bam Adebayo. Okay. You're not stopping either one of them. But then you got other guys like Gabe Vincent giving you 29. Dude, they're what? just. Max Struess giving you 15 and stuff and multiple games. Duncan Robinson, he's coming in, gave you a solid 22. You they... Cutting back door. He, Duncan Robinson's beating guys off the dribble. Yeah. Once I saw that yesterday, I thought, oh, this game's over. That happened really early. Back cuts. Back with cuts. Everything. Oh, my but, God. But, like, Duncan Robinson shouldn't be shimmying you off the dribble and getting his own layup. That's not his game. They're doing stuff out of the ordinary. Gabe Vincent, his shot in game two. How big was that to the dagger? Yep. The confidence that he has. You ain't going to shoot that. That's the- kind of how he looked down. Like, you ain't going to shoot that. Oh, wow. You just busted <sighs> my head. Those two guys got 25 shots combined in the last game. Jimmy Butler... I say only, only, had 16, 8, and 6, but he spread it out. Vincent led him with 29. 22 off the bench for Robinson. We keep talking about it, man. They are a group of cold-blooded killers, and if you let them get started, they're going to destroy you. And the the fact that Butler used the timeout thing against Horford, they've got that, that chip on their shoulder. And no matter how hard Denver tries to use it, if they meet up in the finals, Miami has the ultimate – they win the chip-on-the-shoulder competition because they're the eight seed in this discussion. It, it's wild because – People ask, man, this team doesn't look like an eighth seed, and they didn't play this style all season long. Well, first off, the regular season, the playoffs, two completely different games. But remember, Tyler Hero was 20 points a game. He gets hurt in the first round. They have to change the way they play. Duncan Robinson wasn't getting any minutes, no tick at all, zero on the bench, donut. And all of a sudden, he's now in the rotation and he's giving you 20 points. That's why what Eric Spolster is doing is so impressive. And I. I feel bad for Tyler Hero. I feel really bad. Hopefully he's not in a dark place because it's very hard for somebody that feels like they're a big part of the success for a franchise, and then you get hurt and you see your team thriving without you and then some, and you're getting paid all this money. Now people talk about, like people were just joking about him in the first round, like, oh, yeah, if Tyler Hero comes back, it'll be ready in the finals, but Miami won't make it that far. He might be available, which wow. if I'm Eric Spolstra and I'm Pat Riley, we're going over to Tyler's house. We're going to be greeted by his fine-ass woman. That's an IG model, which, Tyler, you got trapped, buddy. Sorry, you got caught up by the gold-digging girl. Sorry, <laughs> you might be in love. I, I don't care. He got two He, he got two girls, uh, babies with this girl, Chad. Mm. This is a straight-up IG model. That's He literally went to Miami and got caught up like that. Bam. 
So they have I, two kids now. Two kids. He like twenty three years old. Well, if that that doesn't sound like a trap. If they have two kids, uh, that's the whole point of the trap, Chad. What? A now kid. he's in it. Now that's it. There's no going back. Once the kid is here, there's no hey, going back. Hey, you call it a trap. He may call it true love. Okay, I'm gonna show you this girl, and <laughs> you tell me if it's a trap or not. Okay, y'all go enough. look up Tyler Hill's enough. baby mama, and y'all tell me if that's a trap <laughs> or not. But yeah, if I'm Pat Riley, I'm Eric Spoelstra. We going over to one of them big ass mansions that he owns on the wall. And be like, look, Tyler, we get it. You're healthy, but you got to be the bigger man. And if somebody gets hurt or God forbid, we'll see what happens. But we can't we can't mess up this wave right now. We can't mess up this yeah. flow for you. I get it. You're a big part of why we got here. And in a way, a reason why we got here is why we were the AFCs because you played a lot. Like they they paid him a lot of money after that bubble finals run mm-hmm. and he deserved it but now it's like damn I, I wouldn't bring I, I wouldn't play him at all you got Gabe Vincent doing what he's doing I, no, I wouldn't it, play Tyler Hero at all yeah I, I wouldn't be messing with that rhythm right now Miami up 3-0 tonight Denver's gonna try to close the door on the Lakers in LA they're up 3-0 and I just double checked yes both hockey series are 2-0 right now so damn, we stars. got we got sweeps working uh, all over the place although in the case of the Stars, and I believe it's the case in both of those hockey series. I think the home team has held serve, and now it's about the uh, the other team trying to get uh, get a win on their home ice. So we'll keep a, uh, keep an eye on those. Obviously a lot of basketball to get to today, but also some football. How about this NFL story? I saw the headline, but I haven't heard the sound. Big Ben told Kenny Pickett, what? We'll play you the sound and discuss it next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. There we go. Tell him I'm not home. This does bring back some memories. This is back when people used to care about videos. Huey Lewis and the news. Wait, tell him I'm not... Tell him that I'm not home. Yeah, I heard you say, tell him I'm not home. He's trying to call the girl. Yeah, to cheat? No, no. He's trying to call his girl, and there's somebody on the phone, and she says to them, hey, tell him I'm not home. Okay. Tell him I'm not home. All right. Yeah. My mom went somewhere. I was like, yo, he even was wilding. No, no, no. The song's called If, if This Is It. Ah. Let me know. Right? He's just trying to get closure. We're looking okay. for closure. Okay. If this ain't love, baby, just... Better let me go. Yeah. Uh, there you go. What is it? Yeah, I've been phoning night and morning. I heard you say, tell him I'm not home. So we assume he's talking to the mom. In the video, right. I think it was a mom. I can't remember it was mom or dad was on the phone. Okay. See, that's how I have the inside info is I know the video. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's sad. Because back then, you didn't know the song without the video. Huey Lewis and the News, um, one of those bands that unfortunately – had to stop getting out there because of Huey, and I can't remember which one it was. It's either I can't remember if Huey was a deafness issue or a, a voice issue, but he is at one point was unable to get out there. So I uh, hope everybody in that band is uh, is doing as well as could be expected today. Huey Lewis and the News getting us started. Some good stuff from the 
diabetes. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we got Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com coming up at 105. Let's get his thoughts on this Texas baseball team. You talk about playing well when you need to play well. Sweep West Virginia. Get the help you needed. Get that number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. And now the discussion about a regional host. I think it's back on the table. I think now, depending on how things go in conference tournaments, maybe, maybe the Longhorns do get a chance to host a regional because you know, deep down, the NCAA would love to tell a brand like Texas you get to host a regional. Oh, absolutely. And shout out to Coach Pierce, man. All the crap that he's been taking this year. A lot of people wanted him out of there. A lot of people talked about this being a rebuilding year and all the young talent that they have and another Big 12 championship. Throw that ass. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh, yeah. That's uh, it's true that the way they have bounced back from a couple different things, the sweep against uh, OU, obviously one that really hurt that loss in the first game of the doubleheader against San Jose State. But since then, they have gone five and oh, yeah, that one really it, it stung the right way. Yeah, they, they really came right back because th- since then. 24, 18, 12, 10, and 7 are the oh. runs they've scored in each game. And he made it known. It was about to get real cold after that OU sweep. You said, yo, things are about to get a little bit uncomfortable. People have been way too comfortable around here, and I don't like it. We shouldn't be losing to OU like this, mm-hmm. especially our rival. He took responsibility, and they came out and did what they'd done. Really impressive. Yeah, no really doubt. Uh, and again, Wednesday at 12.30 is that first game for Texas in the Big 12 tournament. So we will have effectively, not no show, we'll have a little bit of a show uh, on Wednesday to kind of get you ready. We'll be your weird extended pregame for Texas and Kansas on Wednesday. And then uh, if they win on Wednesday, they play Thursday at 4 o'clock. Uh, if they lose, they would play Thursday at 9 a.m. So we will see if uh, – for those of you that love the Blitz, you need to definitely root for Texas to win because otherwise there won't be a Blitz. <laughs> I'm just saying. They'll go – or they'll have to move the Blitz around a little bit because that pregame will go at 845. But I love the Blitz. We'll see where it gets a there. A lot of people feel a little salty about it. I love the Blitz. Always will. I don't know if that's because I'm a part of BNE with the history, but – I'll always love the Blitz. Yeah, I do not. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a reasonable human, so I don't love the Blitz each and every day, but I will always fight for its existence. It should always exist. Well, the funniest ones are well, only one person calling. Oh, no. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> as, long as, as long as that one person's bringing some game, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, when it's bad, it's good. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's good stuff. All right, uh, that's every day about 8.45, 8.50, if you don't know. Bucky and Aaron, a little salacious gossip followed by the Blitz. Always a good time. We hope you are having a good time on this Monday. Let's get into a little football stuff here. All right, Zay, I saw the headline, and I have not heard this audio yet. Ben Roethlisberger on a podcast, because everybody's got one, um, just yeah, footballing with Bitten Rothman. Footballing, not just talking about Kenny Pickett, but he literally had Kenny on the show? Yes. Okay, so this is he's saying this to Kenny Pickett. Yes, he's basically telling Kenny Pickett, I was a hater and you changed me. Damn. Okay, yeah. Let's... listen. Yeah, he tries to, I don't know, it's interesting, but All check right. it out. Come on, Ben. Kenny didn't necessarily fail, but like, you know, when someone comes to replace you and you're like, you know, I, feel, I still feel like I had it. Like, I hope he doesn't come like ball out because then it's like Ben who, right? <laughs> right. But honestly, I think as this, as like as you started playing, and and like I, I I found myself rooting more and more for you. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I mean, we sat down here and watched games, and we were high-fiving going nuts when you were, like, leading the team and doing things, you know, and running and doing some of the – trying to fight people, all that stuff. Like That was my favorite, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, can't, you better swing on that fool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but – and so I, and I, I feel bad. And I know I, I came on this show and said that um, – um, I, I, I forget how I said it, but I, like, apologized to you for not knowing how good he was going to be. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know. I had no idea. Um, I didn't know that, that you were the runner, that, that you were. I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't. I wasn't aware, and I, I was. I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that I was wrong, in the sense of, of where I had you. I thought you'd be a quarterback that was good. That was going to come in. I, I think you're the future of this team. I really do. And um, and I think they got. You know, the, the, the fans should be lucky. They are lucky. They got you. Um, but but that that's 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 what I'm going to say. I'll say I was early on. I didn't want him to succeed because I didn't want him. To, you know, they followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> I think that's probably the selfishness of me, and I feel bad for it. But as it went on, as the season went on, he got into like this third game playing. I was rooting for him. Yeah, I was. I was excited for you, and Appreciate I was. That. I wanted you to succeed. I wanted you to win the games. I wanted you to get to the playoffs. Um, and so uh, I feel bad. That I felt that early on, but I was. I, I'm glad that I transitioned into love and rooting for you. Appreciate that. Um, I, I, I have your jersey. Yeah, he's going on to say, "I have your jersey." That is one of the weirdest, greatest pieces of sound I've ever heard. Oh, it's amazing. It's so odd. But it's very honest. We don't sometimes you don't get the honesty, even if you don't absolutely agree with that path. Um I guess we could understand it that for, I don't know, a half a season or so, the former quarterback of the Steelers would be a little salty about it. But Ben retired, didn't I, I, he? Yes, he was gone. Like, didn't he? It wasn't like Kenny Pickett, like Ben was trash, and then Kenny Pickett came in and took his spot and thrived. It was <laughs> Ben retired. They needed a quarterback because their franchise won, who won two rings with a historic franchise. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We keep that in mind. This isn't the Chargers or anything like Ruthie Pooh. This is the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers. That's why I have a huge problem with this because this is so odd to me. And they needed a quarterback, and they got one. And you were praying for his downfall? <laughs> what? This is serious hating. This is so bizarre. This is a serious a- hating. And, like, I've, I'm trying to play both sides a little bit. I try to look at, like, my situation. Because you know in radio how competitive it is. Mm-hmm. And being the former Bucky and Aaron producer, now Ty Henderson coming and filling in. And I've always just had love for Ty, and I've always wanted him to thrive. So I was like, I, I've never had that. Maybe it's just because I'm still with the horn, so I want all the shows to do well. And me and Ty had a really good relationship before he took over for B&E, as, you know, behind the board. So it wasn't just like some random Joe Schmo y'all pulled off the streets and y'all brought in in the chair, and I had no relationship with him. And even if that was the case— it's still B and E, like it's the it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben, you should want that. Mike Tomlin right. was your coach. Now I know you and Mike Tomlin had y'all's problems, mm-hmm. but it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like Terry Bradshaw wasn't rooting for your downfall. I'm pretty sure Terry Bradshaw did not go and say, you know, that big husky kid out of Miami, Ohio. I want him to do horribly because you know I don't want anybody doing what I did or getting even close. Like no, you want. Somebody to come in for your franchise that you had a lot of pride in, that you blood, sweat, and tears. You want them to succeed too, especially since he never beat you out and you retired. Right. That's the part of it that would be a little. That adds some pettiness I wouldn't have expected. If you said to me, "Hey Ben, 
retired hanging out at his place when the Steelers are on, who's he rooting for? Well, I would assume the Steelers. But if he's like literally there with the folded arms, <laughs> Ben, are you rooting? Uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't, uh-uh. I can't. But Ben, he's wearing the uniform and you retired, man. You got two Super Bowls. Like, you're, you're one of the best ever. Nobody's going to wear seven again. The ever, right. They're not going to let, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> All right, man. I guess. That's, I like the honesty, though. He worked his way, and he apologized. He did. He apologized. He did. He said, I, I'm sorry I felt that way. But then, and you know what? And then he admitted, like Ben did for a lot of people, he won them over. Eventually, Steelers fans had to realize, oh, that big old number seven, he's the guy. So seven is now saying, you know what? You won me over. After a few games, I, sh- I, I saw your heart, saw your fight, saw your passion, saw your talent. All right, I'm in. But clearly, like, he wasn't opening the door for him when Kenny Pickett got on uh, the field, got on campus or whatever, to the facilities. He wasn't helping them like, hey, this is how Coach Tom, like, Kenny Pickett should have, it should have been so easy for Kenny Pickett to call Ben Roethlisberger and say, right. hey, what's it like playing for Mike Tomlin, this and that, what do I need to expect for the media, so-and-so, there are certain media guys that I need to avoid, who's going to ask me this and this question, might try to get me in the bind, like, what what are the pros and cons yeah. about Pittsburgh? So, yeah. And clearly Ben didn't do any of that. Right, if he didn't reach out, or if he did not return calls or whatever, if Kenny reached out to him, yeah, that's bad, and that tells you deep down maybe Ben thought he still had some left maybe he was oh. questioning his own decision or something nah. but anyway yeah that's nah, uh, he was washed like dirty clothes man and they just get he was done uh if Kenny Pickett wins all shall be forgiven I don't think anybody will get too upset about it but uh that, I hope he wins I hope he wins multiple championships and he's better than Ben Roethlisberger after hearing that I hope he wins and they ask a question and he says Ben who <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but but like also like are you not comfortable with your career? Like not many people win two championships and are gonna get their yeah. own spot in Canton. Like not too many people ha- have that luxury. And Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys. So you're that uncomfortable with your career that you're hating on this guy? Yeah, there's only like 13 or 14 of those dudes that have won multiple. You know, as a starting quarterback, we talked about that. He's in an elite group, but hey, the ego is ego thing is tough, and the petty thing can be overwhelming and he's admitting to overwhelming pettiness yeah i don't get that one well, at all i don't think though. you have to worry about kenny pickett in a bathroom stall or anything so oh, he's got you there ben that he's got you there ch- ben. wow huh wow yeah now we're yeah. bringing stuff up now we're just bringing <laughs> stuff up all right there you go kenny pickett getting ready for another year in pittsburgh and imagine that he'll actually have ben roethlisberger rooting for him this time all right coming up we'll get you the crap bag i'll tell you a little bit about that mark henry event on friday night Plus, the PGA featured a couple of incredible stories, the one you do want to talk about and the one I think you need to talk about. Next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, here we go. Speaking of a cool video back in the day, this will tie together our world and the musical world because this video was nothing but sports highlights. Really? It was awesome. If you haven't done it, haven't seen it in a while, go look up Dire Straits, Walk of Life. All it was was like 80s, maybe a little 70s, but just it was nothing but sports highlights. God, it was awesome. That's dope. It just got you in the mood. 
This was the this is a song that because of the video you'd hear this a lot at sporting events. It had a little bit of that kind of feel to it. Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler, and the crew, uh, definitely huge during this run. Money for Nothing, a great video as well. Dire Straits and Huey Lewis and the News getting us so, started. So were the highlights like known highlights? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, highlights of. Yeah, Jordan and baseball highlights. I haven't watched that video in a long time, but I, I, I can almost guarantee you Michael's in it and Magic's in it and, you know, big-time football highlights. Are in. Mm-hmm. I bet Montana's in there somewhere. Right. It's a really cool video. That's cool. I need to check that out. I yeah, never yeah. knew that. Yeah, that's a great little video. Uh, Walk of Life by Dire Straits. And speaking of music, this week we're going to go half and half, half music, half movies, because, now, Zay, have you found yourself – uh, a path to the last Boy Scout. I haven't checked. I'm going to okay. check today. Check in on that. Let me know. I do not own that one though. I can't help you. That's fine. Like I, I did last I, week. I, I want to say it's going to be a little bit cheaper than a few good men. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> so Zay's going to watch the last Boy Scout, and you'll be happy. I've already done one time through on the. I've already listened to Illmatic one time. You're going to listen to it again though. I don't know if I'll get all the way through it again. Okay, I may pick, just, I may kind of pick and choose and just. That's but impressive. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Yeah, it's only ten tracks, right? I loved it. You know yeah. me. I like a good, concise album. Let's get in. Let's get out. Let's go. I knew that. Ten tracks. Bing, bang, boom. I already knew that Nas was talented, and thanks to the collection that I'd been given, I was probably familiar with maybe two or three of those songs already. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh, it's well put together. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's well put together, no doubt. Uh, so we'll get into that a little later in the week on Thursday. Uh, coming up, Joe Cook, Inside Texas and On3.com. Right now, let's get into the crap bag. Mark Henry and golf will be discussed. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by A.V. Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. First, to the Mark Henry event. Once again, thanks to the World's Strongest Man for asking me to be the MC of the event. By the way, How'd I, you do? I, did, I, I think I did all right. I think I did all right. I got a couple compliments. Uh, at the end of the night, I did double-check with Mark on Maria Menounos. She's doing well. Family's doing well. Good. There's a couple of medical situations with them that... Kept her from doing the yeah. this event, so she's doing well. Uh, but it was it was a, a lot of fun uh, to hang out with all those folks. There's so many impressive things I saw. Just a couple of quick highlights. First off, all the money they raised was incredible. Just thousands of dollars for the USA Weightlifting Foundation. There were Olympic champions there, and they're helping you know the the future Olympic team coming up in uh, is it Paris in 24? Do I have that right? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. Um, they're trying to help them out and help some you know obviously the kids in the local area to get you know have weights and, and access to weightlifting and everything. They surprised Mark with an award. He didn't know it was coming. The only other person to get it is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, man. He got emotional. He started crying. I told him he was going to cry, and then he cried. It was great. Uh, That was awesome. Sitting down and listening before the event started, listening to Mark Henry talk to Earl Campbell was fantastic. Yeah. And at one point, Earl Campbell said something that only Earl Campbell gets to say, and it was so cool. I'd never heard any athlete say this, anybody say this. They were Something came up about pressure, and Earl Campbell says, you know, to me, pressure was just an opportunity for me to be myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. 
<laughs> it was great. Just listening to him talk about sport. He did mention Jim Brown. We did a moment right. of silence for Jim at the beginning of the evening. He talked about how he was such a uh, a fan of Jim Brown's that he was a mentor of his and everything. So that was really special. And uh, again, all the great money race. Uh, talked to Nate Boyer, who's always always great to see Nate. Uh, I tried not to fanboy over Rulon Gardner because he was impressed. I saw him checking into the hotel, and I'm like, don't look at, uh, don't yeah, look, don't I mean- freak out. <laughs> Don't freak out, don't man. Look like a stalker. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And then maybe nothing more impressive than Vernon Davis at age 39, looking like he can still play. Oh, yeah. Wearing a suit tailored in a way that just not many humans can get to tailor a suit. And in that suit, he went out in the hallway later in the night and he lifted up the unliftable barbell. They had this famous barbell out there. It's 172 pounds, but it's the, the, the grip is so big. It was invented back in like the 1900s, early 1900s, right, right. by this Canadian strongman guy. And the whole point of it was he could lift it up and over his head. No one could – he died, and then for 50, 60 years, no one could ever do that until Mark did it, Mark Henry, 2002. Now, nobody lifted it up over their head on Friday night. Let me be clear about that because that would have been a little silly. But in suits, Mark Henry walked up and picked this thing up with one hand. Picked it up, then yeah, set I it saw back that down. Video. Yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. that video? I saw that video, yeah. So what I didn't do the video on Vernon because it was just I was just jaw dropped. Vernon Davis had already lifted it and I missed it. He somebody didn't believe him. He walked up in this incredibly tailored suit, leaned down, picked it up, and stood straight up. Didn't go over his head with it, because again, let's not go crazy. Stood up and then kind of dropped it. Like John Jones did Leota Machida that night, and it went boom when it, 172 pounds hit yeah. that floor. Then one of the people with the event walked over, and she like straddled the barbell and said, "Okay, guys, the VIP room is open right now. Let's go ahead and get yeah. over there." Because <laughs> she didn't want anybody messing with it. But Vernon Davis was incredibly impressive, man. That was that was awesome. Yo, so he's one of the greatest athletes to go to the National Football League. Yes, him coming out of Maryland, I will never forget that combine and how just at all everybody was. Yep. He still looks that incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see all those athletes. The dreads no more. Yeah, it was an honor to be a part of that event. The other thing I want to mention in the crap bag today is a shout-out to Brooks Kepka. I know a lot of people don't like to root for Brooks, but like him or hate him, he's the best of this group. I don't think there's any doubt now. Brooks Kepka has now won five majors. Rory has won four. Jordan Spieth, hey, folks love him around here. I love him too. He's won three. Dustin Johnson, two. Justin Thomas, two. Bryson DeChambeau, one. John Rahm, two. Brooks Kepka has won five majors. That's as many as Seve Ballesteros won in his career. That's as many as Byron Nelson won wow. in his career. He's the 20th golfer to win five. There are only 14 men who have ever played golf that have won more majors than Brooks Kepka. You can hate him all you want. You can hate the live part all you want. That guy's the best of this generation. Nobody else wants to say it because he's got this weird combo of he's really good looking, he's got one of the best bitch-please faces I've ever seen, he loves being the villain, and he always feels disrespected. Yeah. He feels like people talk about Rory more, people talk about Jordan more, people talk about others. He's got back-to-back U.S. Opens, he's got back-to-back PGAs, now he's got another PGA. You remember his little whatever that was with Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, yeah. When they were going back out of it, yep. and they kind of made some money off of it by doing the match play thing. But, yeah, he's an a-hole. And oh, yeah, he gets snippy. He can be yeah. an a-hole. <laughs> Taking that live money just oh, yeah, ratcheted yeah. it up for a lot of people. And? But, but when he's on 
And when he focuses in on the majors, it's incredible. He came back from this big-time injury in the last couple years. I'm one of the few that roots for Brooks Kepka. I do love the history of it all. So congrats to him. Three PGAs in the modern stroke era. Jack, Tiger, and Kepka are the only ones to do it. And all time, there are only six total guys now that have won three or more. The other three were just way back before they did the stroke play thing. So congrats to Brooks Kepka And the other big story of the PGA was Michael Block, the PGA professional who got to go, and he was the low-ranking PGA professional. That in and of itself is great. But he hit a hole-in-one on 15. That was magic. He jarred it. It didn't bounce. He hit it straight in the hole. He didn't realize it because it was the sun was there in the glare. Rory McIlroy hugged him, and he thought, "Why is Rory hugging me?" Because I he, yeah. when he heard the crowd, he just thought it was within ten feet. He didn't think he made it. He, he's, and he said, "Why is Rory hugging me?" Because I got it within ten. Yeah, he, he ain't used to it. And Rory made this reference, and then all of a sudden, he he kept saying, "No, no way, no, no." He was walking down the fairway, looking at people like. <laughs> pointing his finger down. It went in. Yeah. It went in. And Zay, when he walked up on that green, he literally had to see the ball before he believed it. It was a beautiful moment for him. He walks up. He gets this incredible smile on his face. He takes the ball out of the hole. Crowd goes crazy. And a couple times he had to like tell him to calm down. Hey, Rory's still got to play here and all that kind right. of stuff. Getting to play with Rory had to be awesome for that dude. He automatically qualifies for next year's PGA because he was tied top 15. Just an awesome story. And he couldn't say any word, any sentence without breaking up yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, just talk about a guy that loves golf. That's what he said. He said, I just really, really love this game, and to be here is an absolute blessing. So, yeah, shout out to him, man. That was a really cool moment. Yeah, and he's a PGA professional, so he said his normal run of things, he's maybe hitting like a basket of balls every week. Yeah. Something like that, because his job is about running a course and teaching others and all that kind of stuff, so he's not really into his game all the time. So he says, yeah, maybe hit a basketball every week. Yeah, he's like hanging with Mr. Cooper. (laughs) 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 You remember hanging with Mr. Cooper? He was just teaching, and all of a sudden he was like, yo, you can play for the Warriors. And he was like, y'all right. And he tried out, and then Donnie Nelson and those guys were like, yo, you're nice with it. Come on for this trial for the team. You're going to make it. Is he like the rookie? Like the rookie in baseball? I think so, yeah, like the the rookie. The coach exactly could, could throw the fastball. Yeah, that was a great story. PGA, Brooks. Kepka getting that win uh, and taking him to five majors. Interesting stuff there. First live golfer to win a major if that detail matters to you. Up next, your 1 o'clock hour. How about that Longhorn baseball team winning the Big 12's number one seed, uh, getting a share of that conference title, and heading to the Big 12 tournament in Arlington. We'll get Joe Cook's thoughts on it and do they have a shot to host a regional? We'll get, it, we'll get his opinion on that. Up next, stay with us. Also, the Flex segment coming up, including the Westlake Round Rock series and how it turned out. This is the Horn.